0: Hi, my name is Rhett Barton, and I'm the lead pastor of One Life Church, and I want to thank you for joining us today. At One Life Church, we exist to help you know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. For more information on how you can be a part, please visit us online at olc.church. Enjoy the message. everyone, welcome to Church at Home. My name is Rhett, and I'm the lead pastor here at One Life Church. And I wanna tell you, man, it is an honor to have you join us today. So they're watching or listening from the comfort of your home, with friends, wherever you are, we just wanna say thank you for taking some time to hang out with us today. Now we're in a series we're calling The Signature of God, but before I jump into the series, I just wanna take a moment, look into your eyes. One Life Church family and friends, I love you. My wife, Linda, she loves you. My son, Max, wow, we love you. And we miss you. And there isn't a day that you're not in our hearts and in our prayers. We're praying for you. And we cannot wait to see you soon. And listen, soon it is because in a few weeks, guess what? We've been given permission by our governor, by our mayor and the the NAMP Pacific Center. And we're going to be meeting again for in-person gatherings. How exciting is this? And we're going to start that on, you ready for it? June the 14th. That's right, Sunday, June the 14th. That is the second Sunday in June. Mark your calendars. We are going to be gathering at the Pacific Center for in-person gatherings and we could not be more excited. So if you haven't already done so, can I encourage you to do me a favor? And that is, after this service is over, please go to olc.church and click on the image that says Are You Ready? And it will literally take you 30 seconds and answer just two questions for us. And those two questions honestly will help us to know how we can best serve you and your family during this season. Now, this service is gonna look a little bit different, okay? Uh, Because we are still gonna be honoring the social distancing guidelines that are set out by our governor and, and our mayor. And what that means is we're not going to be offering a full kids life worship experience on that Sunday. But I want you to know that kids are welcome. We're going to do everything we can to create a family style worship experience on the Sunday starting June the 14th. So as kids come in, there's going to be activities that they're going to be able to have and engage with during the service. Our service will be shortened. It'll be an hour or less, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So I want to encourage you fill out the survey, let us know how we can best serve you, and we cannot wait to see you in a few weeks at the Pacific Center on June 14th. All right, we're in a message series called The Signature of God, and I cannot wait to bring you God's Word today. Now, we're a message note-taking church, so I wanna encourage you, if you haven't already done so, go to olc.church, download your message notes, Get ready to follow along as we learn from God's Word today together. You ready? All right, here we go. So let's start today by looking at our theme verse. It comes out of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And it says, For we are God's masterpiece. I love this word masterpiece. It literally translates as you are uniquely handcrafted as a priceless work of art. This is amazing. This is good news. But not only that, it says He has created us anew. I love this word anew because too many of us think that God just kind of picks up all the broken pieces of our lives and puts us back together again and creates this new and improved version of ourselves. But the reality is, the truth is, God gives you and I a fresh start. He creates us anew. He gives us a blank page or a blank fresh canvas. And just like an artist like Michelangelo or Van Gogh or Picasso would be known for their signature brushstroke on the paintings and their artwork, Did you know that God can be known for His signature brushstrokes that He wants to paint on the canvas of your life? And here's the problem. You see, the problem is many of us don't even know what they are. And so my hope is today and throughout this entire series is that you would begin to see clearly, maybe even for the first time, what God would do in your life if you would allow Him to paint on the canvas of your life in Christ Jesus. Why? Look at this. So that you can live on purpose, for a purpose, making a difference. That's what it says. That you can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. Can I just be honest with you? I don't care what your mama said or your daddy said on how you got here. You, my friend, are no accident. You were uniquely handcrafted in the hands of God as a priceless work of art on purpose for a purpose, and that purpose was to make a difference. And so, last week we discovered a unique signature brushstroke that God wants to paint on the canvas of every one of our lives, and that is the signature of transformation. Yeah, it's the signature of a heart that has been transformed by the love of God. And I'm not talking about a behavior-modified life. No, I'm talking about a heart-transformed life, a heart that has been changed by God And that change, it ultimately begins with a relationship with God. And so if you missed last week's message, could I encourage you to go back to watch and to listen to it? Because it's foundational for where we're going today. And so today, I want to introduce to you, or I want to show you an undeniable, unique, significant signature of God that He wants to paint on the canvas of every one of our lives. And that is the power of God. Yeah, the power of God. Now let's be honest, a lot of us were uncomfortable with this thought and here's why, it's not because of anything that we've read or seen in scripture, no, no, it's because what we've seen on TV or what we've seen that we think, you know what, this is man-made, this is manufactured, man, this thing is really weird, I don't know about all that and can I just tell you the truth today, God's power is not weird, people, people are weird. But God's power? No, God's power is life-changing. God's power enables you to live out this transformed life. And it's what sets Christianity apart from every other religion. And that's the fact that our God, His power resides in our heart and in our life. It is what marks every follower of Jesus Christ. And listen, when I dreamed of planting a church, I never dreamed of planning a church just to come together, entertain you with three songs and a sermon. No, 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 no. I dreamed of planting a church where people could encounter the power and the presence of a God who wants to change their lives. The presence of God, the power of God is something that he wants to paint on the canvas of your life and my life. It's a unique brushstroke, a signature of his artwork that he paints on every follower of Christ, and that's why the Bible tells us in Matthew 10 1, he says to his disciples, He gave them, everybody say this word out loud, He gave them power. He gave them power. You know, the Greek word here for power is exousia. Exousia, you know what that means? It means it's the supernatural authority to rule over unclean spirits, to cast them out. It's the supernatural authority that can come into your life to help you, and not only help you, but to help others find freedom and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. Listen, the power of God It's the signature brushstroke that he paints on the life of every follower of Christ. In fact, Jesus' last words before he ascended and went back to heaven after he died, he rose again. He hung out for about 40 days on earth, hanging out with the disciples and other people. And then on the Mount of Olives before he went up to heaven, his last words, and I'm just going to tell you, last words are important. They mean something. They're probably the most important. And he says, but you will receive, here's the word again, everybody said out loud, you will receive power. You receive power. So what is Jesus saying here? Jesus saying, hey, listen, I'm giving my church, you and me, I'm giving one life church, the supernatural ability to live a changed life and to make a difference. Yeah, he says, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses. In other words, you will make a difference with your life in the city, that's Jerusalem, in the nation, Judea and Samaria in the world, to the ends of the earth. My friend, the signature mark of God is the power of God. It is the miracle of Christianity, and it's what sets Christianity apart from every other religion. And this is why Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 3-5, through he says, hey, listen, I came, to you, I came to you in weakness. I came to you in fear and with much trembling. And just, hey, time out for a minute. And that's how I feel every week. It's like my message, my preaching, are not with wise and persuasive words. No, 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 no. But my hope and prayer is this, is that my hope and prayer is that my message comes with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Why? So that your faith, your ability to believe, your attitude of belief might not rest on how good the message is, how good the series is, how good the service is, or the online experience. No, 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 not on men's wisdom, no but your faith, your belief, your ability, and your attitude to put your trust in God, it rests on, here it is, God's power, his power. And I'm reminded of a blind guy who was healed, who was brought before the religious leaders and the Pharisees of the day, and the Pharisees were like, who in the world healed you? Did, who, who did all this? Is he really the son of God? And the, the blind man said, listen, I, I don't know whether he's the son of God or not, but what I can tell you is this, I once was blind, but now I see. Like, now my life has changed. My life has been transformed by some kind of signature brushstroke of a power of God that I can't even understand. Like, I don't know at all. I don't understand at all. But Jesus changed my life, and I will never be the same. What is that? That is the power of God. That is the unique signature of God, the brushstroke on the painting of your life that he wants to move into every heart and every follower of Christ. Again, I'm going to tell you, listen, I never dreamed of planting a church that didn't look like Jesus. No, I dreamed of planting a church that looked like Jesus, not only in his love, but in the demonstration of his power. And I'm saying, hey guys, let it be said of us, One Life Church, let it be said of us that we give God the permission to paint on the canvas of our life. The unique, significant signature of God that is the power of God. The truth is, Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 12 through 14, He says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has, everybody say this word out loud with me, who has faith, yeah, anyone who has faith, who has this attitude that says, Jesus, I'm all in, I believe, let's do this. Jesus says, Look at this. You will do what i've been doing in other words you'll look like me but not only that don't miss this this is so powerful look at this you will do even greater things than these because i'm going to the father and i just want to be very clear you need to understand my friend that jesus never intended to come to earth to pay for your sins to go to the father just so you and i could play church sing some songs hear a nice message no 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 jesus came to pay for your sins Jesus came to bring you into a relationship with God, and Jesus came to fill you with the power of God so that you can make a difference with your life in this city, in this state, in this nation, and around the world. God has created you on purpose, for a purpose, and that purpose was to be filled with the power of God to make a difference. Why? So that Jesus, the Son, may bring glory to you? No. To bring glory to a church or a pastor? No, 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 not at all so that Jesus the Son may bring glory to the Father. Listen, Jesus wants to glorify the Father by accomplishing His work through you. I'm going to say that again because that's good preaching, right? Yeah, amen. Come on, I'll amen myself. Listen, Jesus wants to glorify the Father by accomplishing His purpose through you. Yeah, see, God wants to put you on display just like an artist would put their artwork on an easel on display for the whole world to see their unique signature brushstroke. God wants to put you on his easel. What's his easel? It's the local church, the capital C church. Just as the easel is the foundation for an artist's artwork to display, the church is the foundation. It's the easel of God's work to put you on the canvas on display for the world to see. Yeah, to show you off, to show the signature work of God in your life, my friend, God has uniquely created you, handcrafted you as a priceless work of art. He's made you on purpose, for a purpose, and that purpose was to make a difference. It was to be filled and marked by the power, the supernatural power and presence of the living God. Y'all, this is good news. And this is why Jesus gives us the power. You ready? So that you may ask him anything. Look at this. You may ask, Jesus says, me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Why does he do this? So that the Father would be glorified through you and through Christ. And just to show you that the signature of God's power is really mentioned all throughout the Bible, look at this. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk or sermon or a song on a Sunday. No, but it's a matter of power. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given me a spirit of fear. No, or timidity. No, but God has given me a spirit of power. Everybody say power. Power, love, and self-discipline. Romans 8, 11, The spirit of God or the power of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. My friend, that's my hope. you. That's our church's hope. This is why we exist, is to help introduce you to the power and the presence of a God who can transform your heart and life and give you the power to live out and to make a difference in your world because you were created on purpose, for a purpose. And that purpose was to make a difference. I love Ephesians chapter 1, 19 through 20. And this is my prayer for you. This is our church's prayer for you. It says, I pray that you will come to understand this truth. That you will understand the incredible greatness of the signature mark of God, the signature unique brushstroke that God wants to paint on the canvas of your life. And that is God's power for those who believe or those who put their faith and their trust in God. Now, let's be honest. When it comes to all these incredible stories that we read throughout the Bible of all the lives that were changed by the power of God. It can almost be like we're reading a brochure to the Caribbean island, can it? I mean, it's like, whoa, is the water really this blue? I mean, these islands look amazing, but man, I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to experience that. And can I tell you, my friend, you don't have to just read the Bible like you would a brochure. This is something you can experience. You can experience the power of God in your marriage in your family, in your finances, in your relationships, in every area of your life. You can experience healing, and you can experience being set free and delivered by the power of God and the brushstroke that God wants to paint on the canvas of your life. Well, you're asking, well, Red, how? Well, the answer is, it's very simple. One word, faith. It comes by faith. It comes by this a com- complete assurance and this trust in God. Let me give you an easier word. It comes by an attitude that says, Jesus, you know what? Even though I don't understand, even though I can't figure it all out, you know what, God, I'm going all in. I'm just gonna wanna trust you. And it's at that moment of trust, it's at that moment of faith that God begins to pick up his paintbrush and begins to paint the signature artwork of God, the power of God, on the canvas of your life. Some of you, you want going, Rhett, I'm all in. Like, I want to experience the power of God in my life. But then there's others who are watching or maybe you're listening today and you're thinking, you know, I mean, I believe it. I, I, I see it in scripture. I read about it, but I'm still not quite so sure about this faith thing and how and how this actually ties into experiencing God's power. Well, I want to help you today and I want to give you three Facets of faith that we find in a story of someone who actually experienced firsthand the power of God in his life because of his faith. So, if you're taking notes today, I want you to write this down because I believe that this is what God is looking for in every single one of us. And that God is looking for a people whose faith is passionate. Yeah, God is looking for a people whose faith is passionate. So, I want to encourage you today to be passionate. So let me show this to you. Out of Luke chapter 18, verse 35 through 43, here's the story. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of the crowd going past, he asked, what in the world's going on here? Like, I've had crowds walk by me before, but something's different today. And so they told him, Jesus the Nazarene was going by. Now time out for a moment. I want you to understand. Jesus the Nazarene. The word had already been traveling around Jericho in the countryside about this man named Jesus from Nazareth who is healing people. Like miracles are happening. And I want you to notice this man's passion. The moment that he sensed that he could experience healing. The moment that he sensed that maybe, just maybe, he could experience the power of a miracle in his own life. Look at what he did. It says, he began shouting. In other words, he took a step of faith, he took a step of faith and passion, and he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he was so passionate, he didn't care who hurt him. In fact, the religious people around him said, be quiet, man. Stop shouting. You can't do that in church. And notice what he says. He said, but you don't understand. You don't need a miracle like I need a miracle. I'm so desperate. I'm not going to stop. In fact, I'm going to shout even louder. That's what it says. So he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Which leads to the second facet of faith. Not only was he passionate, but he was persistent. Notice this. Write that down. The second facet of faith is persistency. So be persistent. And so we shouted even louder, son of David, have mercy on me. And listen, I know some of you have been praying and asking God and believing God for a miracle in your marriage, believing God for a miracle in your finances, believing God for a miracle of restoration in a relationship with a son, a relationship with a daughter. And I just want to encourage you, don't stop praying. Don't stop being passionate. Don't stop being persistent. Why? Because Jesus even told us himself a story in Luke 18, one through eight. Jesus told his disciples this story to show them that he said, Hey, always pray, never give up. And he said in a certain town, there was a judge. This judge neither feared God nor cared about what people thought. Like in actuality, he was a mean guy. And it says, and there was a widow in that town. This widow kept coming to him day after day with pleas. Grant me justice against my adversary. She would cry. And so for some time he refused. But finally, notice this. Finally, he said to himself, you know, even though I don't fear God, I don't even care what people think. I don't even like this woman. Yet, because this widow keeps wearing me out, she keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice, that she won't eventually just come and attack me. And the Lord says, now remember, keep it in context. This is Jesus talking to us. He's saying, hey, always pray, never give up. And the Lord said, listen to what this mean, unjust judge says. Like he's a mean guy and he gets it. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will God not answer the prayers of those who are passionate and persistent, Jesus is saying? Will he put them off? No, not at all. He says, I tell you, God will see that their prayers are answered. They'll get justice. And they'll not only get justice, but they'll get it quickly. And then notice what he ties it to. I love this. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find, here's the word, faith? Will he find faith on the earth? I'm telling you, God is looking for someone who is passionate. God is looking for someone who is persistent in their faith, in their trust, in an attitude that says, God, I believe, even when I don't understand it, even when I don't see it, God, I trust and believe you, which this is why God says in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. God says, I know you've heard this verse, you will seek me and you will what? You will find me when you do what? When you seek me with all your heart, when you're persistent and passionate in your faith. And listen, we see this truth. We see this action in this story taking place in this blind man. This one man's passion, this one man's persistent faith led to a face to face encounter with Jesus himself. Watch this. It says, when Jesus heard him, when Jesus heard his passion, when Jesus heard his persistence, he stopped. This is powerful. Don't miss this. This one man's passion, this one man's persistence, his faith, his belief in Jesus, the miracle worker. Jesus stopped. In other words, it got God's attention. Jesus ordered the man be brought to him. And as the man came near, Jesus asked him an important question that I believe God is asking every single one of us. And that is... What is it that you want me to do for you? Like, what is it? What are you believing me for? And I, I can't help but find the humor in the Bible when I read this because it's obvious that this man was blind. I mean, he couldn't see. He was probably walking like this, you know? And so, but even though the fact in the matter was that it was obvious that he was a blind man who was wanting sight, Jesus made the man declare it. He made the man say it. And so look at what the man said. He said, Lord, I want to see. I want to see. Which leads us to the third facet of faith. Not only do we need to be passionate, not only do we need to be persistent, but we need to be precise. We need to be precise. Hey, one life. God knows what you need. He just wants you to ask Him. So articulate it. Be open. Be transparent. Be honest. Be real. Be authentic. And ask God. James chapter 4, verse 2 tells us you don't have because you don't ask God. So ask God. And look at what happens when you do. Look at the rest of the story. So the man said, Lord, I want to see and look at this Jesus said alright receive your sight for your faith look at this your attitude your passion your persistence your precise prayer has healed you man this is so powerful in other words your faith initiated the brushstroke of the power of God to be written on the canvas of your life, and you received a miracle, and instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God, and all who saw it praised God, too. Hey, church, why not, why not let today be the day that you begin to walk in the facets of faith? And you begin to experience the signature brushstroke of God written over the canvas of your life. That is the power of God. Will you bow your head? Will you close your eyes? Listen, if you need a miracle from God today, can I encourage you right where you are to turn your hands toward heaven and to receive a prayer? God, I thank you so much for every man and for every woman who's watching and listening today. God, but more than that, I am so thankful for your great love and the power that you've given us through Christ. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives within us, your word says. And it's in that name, it's in that authority that I begin to lift up every man and every woman who's watching today. Now God, I pray for marriages, God, to be healed in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for broken relationships between parents and children, Father God, would begin to be restored in the name of Jesus. God, I pray, Father God, for every motion that has been wrecked or ravaged by heartache and pain, God, that it would be healed in the name of Jesus. God, I come against depression, anxiety, worry, and fear. God, I curse it, God, and I command it to leave in the name of Jesus. God, I curse cancer. I curse every sick and disease that would try to bring itself against, Father God, the people of One Life Church in the name of Jesus. And I pray for healing by the power and authority of Christ, and I pray that every body would line up according to your word that says it's healthy, that it's healed, and that it's whole in the name of Jesus. God, I curse bankruptcy in the name of Jesus, and I'm asking God for financial freedom, Father God, to come to those, Father God, who call One Life Church home. Free people from the bondage of debt, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Give them your wisdom. Give them your discernment. Give them your understanding and the steps, God, to take to find financial freedom. God, I thank you for every man and for every woman who's watching and listening. And I pray blessing over them in the name of Jesus that they're right where they are. They begin to experience the power and the presence of God coming alive on the inside of their heart in every area of their life. In the name of Jesus, God, we believe it we receive it in Jesus' name. Now listen, if you're watching or listening today, I just want you to know how much I love you. Now some of you today, here's the truth, Luke 17, 20, you ready for it? Jesus said, hey, I have given you authority, and I have given you this power, but here's the thing, don't rejoice in that fact, but rejoice in the fact that your names are written in heaven. So what is he saying? He's saying, you know, the greatest miracle of of all isn't healing. The greatest miracle of all isn't the power of God in your life, but the greatest miracle of all is salvation. Yeah, the greatest miracle is experiencing a relationship with God, and it can only come one way, and that is through God's one and only Son, Jesus Christ. You can't work for it, you can't earn it, you can't do enough good. You just simply receive, by faith, a free gift, and that is Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 tells us that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and we believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, the Word of God says you'll be saved. In other words, you will begin to experience life. And my friend, if that's you, whoever you are, wherever you are, it would be my honor to lead you in the prayer of salvation. And so would you just simply say this easy prayer? It's not about the words, it's just about a heart that connects with God. Would you say this, just say, Jesus, forgive me, come live inside of me, change me, I confess that you are my Lord, and I believe that God, you raised Jesus from the dead, and today, I put my hope, I put my trust, I put my faith in you. I give you my life, I give you everything, because you gave me your everything. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Hey, if you just said that prayer today, congratulations and welcome home. Man, that was the single greatest decision of your entire life, and we are so excited for you. We would like to send you one email with some simple next steps because that was the first step in your spiritual journey so would you do us a favor would you click on the button that says online connection card on our website at olc.church and listen we have a hassle-free guarantee we're not going to call you we're not going to show up at your house all we want to do is send you one email that says hey way to go and send you some simple next steps on how to connect in your relationship with god also to we'll let you know if you are our guest today that online connection card is designed for you again not going to call you all we would want to do is send you one email that says thank you for being a part of our service on that connection card as well there is a place for prayer requests we would love to pray the promise of god over your life so if you have any prayer request needs please fill out that online connection card and let us know because it would be our honor to pray for you today. Okay, as we close the service, I want to remind you of a couple things. The first one is life change happens in life-giving relationships. Everybody, we are so excited as restrictions are being able to be lifted from social distancing. Thank God. We're going to be able to return to our small group format starting in June the 14th. That's right. Not only are we going to be going back to in-person gatherings, but we are going to be launching our summer small group semester on June the 14th. So some of you have been in small groups and you've been in Impacted by what a life changing relationship will do for you. And I'm telling you that it is your time, it is now that you begin to experience the power of God by leading a small group. So if you want to know more about what that looks like, man, I want to encourage you. Will you join us for small group leadership training at the church office on Sunday, May the 31st? Also, want to let you know that that training is available online via Zoom but you got to sign up for it. So go to our website, click the link that says small groups to find out all the mo- all, all the other information that there is there to learn about small groups. Okay, listen. Last thing, discover. Discover. What is discover? Discover is your next best step in discovering your purpose and what your life would look like connected to a local life giving church. The Word of God says your life will thrive when you're connected to the body of Christ. And so it doesn't have to be One Life Church, but it needs to be a local life-giving church. But if you want to know what it will look like here at One Life, would you click the image that says Discover OLC on our website? And there is an online class that you can do today from the convenience of your own home via technology and see what it looks like to be a part of One Life Church. Now listen, we love you. We're for you. We're excited because now we're getting into a time where we get to worship the Lord with our giving and this is just for those who call One Life Church home. If you're our guest today, please feel no pressure or obligation to give at all. Again, this is for those who call One Life Church home. There are three ways you can give. And I just want to tell you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for the incredible generosity that you, I mean, you're amazing church. The things that we're able to do right now to bless our community in this season, and not only our community, but to bless our own church family in this time has been unbelievable. And it's just so thankful for your generosity. You're amazing. So God bless you. And listen, if you didn't come prepared to give, but you would like to give, just ask God and be obedient to whatever He would put on your heart. That's it. Just, just ask God. All right, listen. I love you. I want to pray for you. Pray a prayer, prayer, blessing over you, and then we will be dismissed. And last thing, remember, hey, June 14th, man, in-person gatherings at the NEA Pacific Center. I cannot wait for that day. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see you soon, church. Okay, let me pray for you. God, thank you for my family. And I thank you for my friends. God, we pray blessing over every gift. We pray blessing over every giver. God, I pray that you would cause your face to shine on them. God, bless them, God, with your grace and your mercy, Lord, and your peace. I pray in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We cannot wait to see you next week right here at olc.church. Have a great day, everybody.